0: We have major problems. What happened?
1: We got the stunner.
0: Imagine my relief. Louise, I want an explanation.
1: Our master's voice. There was a little problem.
0: Those words will be engraved in the annals of understatement.
1: Your mother was a cash register.
0: And she turned a tidy profit, too. Louise...
1: What happened? Well, welcome back, everybody, to Take Me to Your Reader, discussing adapted science fiction at its best and worst. I'm Seth. I'm James. And I'm Colin. And we're knocking another item off our real future reading list. And this time it is Air Raid by John Varley, which is a 1977 short story. And then, which eventually, through... Many Travails became Millennium, the 1989 film with Chris Christopherson and Cheryl Ladd. And Colin will tell us more about that. But that's what we're going to talk about today. So uh, we start with the story, right? It's a yes. difficult story to say what the story is. Yeah. No,
0: it's an easy I don't story. think so, but... So what... Oh, okay, okay. So here, let, <laughs> the, if we we're calling the story the commonality between the two or three, nice. mm-hmm. people in the future are coming back to the past and taking... People from massive accidents and replacing their bodies, uh, replacing them with dead bodies, to repopulate the future, which has been devastated by uh, global warming. Does it say
1: global warming really in the in the story? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't remember that, but that sounds about right. No, 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 no. Right. wars and chemical
0: chemical yeah. damage and all kinds of bad things. Yeah yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, and that's. I mean, so I guess on this one, and you'll, you you can gainsame, gainsame, gain me, gain me gain. You can argue with me if you want and say that um that this isn't the case but I feel like the the movie that we saw does contain essentially the whole short story. Oh yeah, it's uh like 12 minutes long. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, th- I mean that's that's how when uh, Orson Scott Card was talking about when he adapted Ender's Game from a novella to a novel. He said mm-hmm. the way you do it is you extend before and after rather than extending the portion that was already there. So in doing a film as well that you know, you can, you can do that. You can take a short story and expand it out doing it that way where they, they kind of did that. They expanded out before it and after it. Yeah. And after it quite a bit. Well, actually maybe we should just move into talking about the short story. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then we'll talk about the complicated history of it after that. Okay. Uh, now I, I skimmed the complicated
0: history really briefly at five fifteen today. So I'll okay. do the best that I can, and I'll okay. tell people how to find it. Sounds good, uh, and we'll talk about other stuff too.
1: Yes. So yeah, the, the story just starts on a doomed flight, which the people on the flight don't know it's doomed, right? Um, but it turns out that they are, and there's a group of people going through. And what, what did what was the word they used? Boxing? Not boxing. Uh, Not doxing. Stitching? S- scratching? Swapping? Swamping? Swamp cooler? <laughs> that would sound that does sound nice right now i'm sweating <laughs> it's freaking hot in here okay. snatching snatching really yes oh right snatching people snatching we'll, we'll people. say it and and that so they go in and they stun the people take them off the plane and right. replace them with with dead bodies and it's interesting because it talks about how in the future there's the people's the people who are coming back you know essentially like put on flesh almost right like they're they're they, have, right. they have, seem to have modular bodies of some kind so that they can make themselves up to look like somebody on the on the plane, like the right. flight crew right. I kind you of
2: envision them as like cyborgs,
1: yeah, so almost, like, or well, yeah.
2: almost not human, I suppose
0: well hmm. it's it's because can they wouldn't be cyborgs because you don't want to send anything back in time that would cause an anachronism or a uh, paradox. Mm-hmm. It's just that uh, that there's a
2: only living tissue can travel through time. <laughs> only living tissue can travel through time. <laughs> Unless it's squitters. liquid metal, and then it can go too. <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: so uh, the the people that are no longer useful in society, which mm-hmm. is pretty low at that standard, <laughs> right? Um, they're, they're called wimps, <laughs> and they're they're instantly adaptable um because of the technology to look. Right. Like anyone else, and have
1: like the contents of their stomachs replaced, and yeah. mm. that uh, reminds me—I I think of particle theory or particle physics, uh, weakly interactive, weakly interacting massive particles. Yes, wimps. Nice. At least I think that's what it is. I, think, like I that. think you might be correct. Yeah. That does sound interesting. Right. Anything else in the story? I mean, what 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 else happens in the story? You just find out what the purpose is, right? Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. It, it, it kind uh, of drops you in the middle. Short
2: story, anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> It drops you in the middle of a snatch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get a lot of exposition by way of being part of Louise's internal monologue. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, they're very ill. And right. uh, the the snatching teams get like the, the best food and the best medical care, kind of mm-hmm. like in the movie as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just before they go, they get juiced up even more. So a lot of times to get the people off the plane, they literally pick up a couple, three at a time and chuck them through the time gate, mm-hmm. uh, which they always keep in the lavatory. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. They, don't, they don't suck an entire plane out and bring you through the back door. Right. Um, they would re- replace the, the flight crew, uh, make sure that the pilots can't do anything to interfere, and then evacuate all of the people that are supposed to die in the crash, mm-hmm. or no matter what so it is. So they
2: don't evacuate through the back door?
0: No. Okay. They evacuate
1: through the time gate. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's um... – <laughs> Can we finish this up? I need to evac- evacuate through my back door. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, uh, poop jokes, you gotta love them. Uh, I want to talk about the paradoxes at some point, because a lot of this doesn't make much sense to me. Well, that's
2: how you spell paradox.
1: I guess, it, right, <laughs> with an initiator and a stunner. Yes. And you put them together, that spells paradox. Yes. So, thats I, I remember that from, like, um, Schoolhouse Rock or something. Right. Uh, <laughs> conjunction, junction, and all that kind of stuff. How a, What's bill, your...
2: become, how a bill becomes a law. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right.
0: <Yeah. laughs> Yes. Uh, and and so the the whole short story is just the one snatching incident. Right. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it, the people the people go through and, and essentially are told, Well, so here's your options. You can stay here and live or not. But <laughs> right. but if we left you where you were, you were gonna die anyway, so yeah. You know, take Oh, it well, was take disappointed
2: it didn't have the reverse gate in the movie.
1: From the the short story. Short story. Oh, the reverse gate was at the end. Of here, of the movie. Oh, the movie. Yes, yeah. it's not. Oh, you book. mean the, you're, no, you're, no, no, no. Where she popped in backwards? That the the gate was reversed.
2: So she went instead of going into the bathroom, she went out of the bathroom, and then had the lure the check out. So and then she punched her in the face in the oh, motel room. I forgot about that. Different. I was, I was expecting that in the uh, in the movie. Okay, at
1: some point, but it didn't Playing, happen. Now yeah. you're thinking with portals. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. So it's a fun short story. I, I, I thought, I I remember reading it and going, okay, this would make a cool basis for a movie. And, and figuring yeah. that it would be expanded out beyond the one incident. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. That, that might be hard to, yeah. you could stretch it for two hours, but I think it would be dreadful. Oh, yeah. It'd make, like reading the story, I'm like, this would make a solid Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, that's exactly how John Varley
0: describes it. Mm-hmm. He had to you know, expand this from a Twilight Zone episode to a feature-length movie.
1: Yeah. I do think it's funny that- once again, like right before I'm ready to head on an airplane, <laughs> we're talking about doomed flights. But last, last year, this time, we were talking about Nightmare at 20,000 Feet. Oh, <laughs> great. So Elaine, if you're listening, I'm very sorry.
2: Yes, this yeah. is a terrible movie to watch yeah. before
1: that. Last time, all three of us were going to be flying in right. in the next couple of days. So
2: That's so sad. Because, yeah, I was thinking back to Chris Christopherson was taught in his character anyway. He's like, I've seen too many of these. you got to think of like... How many freaking crashes have you been through? Right. And this has got to be a terrible movie
0: to watch in the 90s. <laughs> well, yeah. particularly in the 80s the airline industry well, went yeah. through deregulation. Right. And so there were more accidents yeah. until they got their act together. Uh-huh. Even now, the FAA uh, doesn't yeah. do a lot of regulation, particularly under the current administration. Mm-hmm. It's up to the airlines to kind of mm-hmm. self-regulate. Yeah, which is how the 737 <laughs> Max
2: mass happened. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> yep.
2: Right, they do their own investigations on why they
1: were down. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> if you made an airline executive ride every flight, I think mm-hmm. the safety record would be perfect.
1: Right. <laughs> That's what I remember. T- do you remember Jason Haynes? Yes. So he he was a mechanic in the army. He was a chopper mechanic, uh- and. And I remember I was talking to him one time. I'm like, I'm like, so you, you just got to make sure you do a good job. Otherwise somebody gets killed. He said, Oh, no, the next time that, that chopper goes up, you're in it. If you worked on it, you're in it on its first flight. (laughs) Wow. So (laughs) yeah, yeah. motivated self interest. Yep.
0: That's the way to do it.
1: (laughs) All right. So, uh, why don't we talk about the movie? Let's talk about the movie. How did this become a movie, Colin? Uh, it was picked
0: up for adaptation and I I don't remember the name of the studio. It might have been actually. Probably the name of a studio that doesn't even exist anymore these days.
1: Probably because it was a Shout Factory DVD we watched,
0: right? <laughs> um, and part of the deal was they wanted him to make a novel, and so uh, Mr. Raleigh wrote this novel, and it's it's called Millennium, adapted wait, wait, up from Air Raid. Hold on, I'm sorry.
2: How was that part of the deal to make
0: a novel? I guess you're gonna get there. I'm sorry. No, no, or that does, was does just, that was part of the deal. Me. So he was gonna he was gonna write the script for uh, the movie, uh-huh. and then they also wanted him to do the you know novelization. But since he was writing them both. Mm.
2: So is a novel based on a movie or the movie based on a novel.
0: <laughs> now that's that's interesting because I would assume that the original script and this novel are remarkably similar, a lot mm-hmm. like we saw in 2001. Right. Okay. The operative word being original? Original. Yes. But then okay. the leading actress who was supposed to play the part of Louise Baltimore was Natalie Wood. Uh-huh. And she died Right, And it kind of it – it it caused a big problem with a movie called Brainstorm, which the same movie movie production company was working on.
1: Gladden Entertainment, by the way.
0: Gladden Entertainment. Yep. And uh, it threw millennium into development hell. For about 10 years, they would pick up Dang. a new director. And that director would work with Mr. Varley and say, hey, let's do these things to it. Mm-hmm. And then that director would get pulled off. There would be another hang-up, and then they would lose that director. This happened – it, it doesn't say exactly, but I'm guessing it happened six or seven times. So there were six or seven wow, r- serial rewrites of the script where you started right. with A and when you wrote and then B was written. And when C needed to be written, they didn't go back to A, they started with B. Mm.
1: And so it just kept drifting. A copy drifting. of a copy of a copy. Exactly. And so this, he <laughs> like said that a lot right? of the original- There's a quote here. You want to see it? You want to read it? Sure, read in, the quote. In, in the Wikipedia article, right? We had the first meeting on Millennium in 1979. I end up writing it six times. There were four different directors, and each time a new director came in, I went over the whole thing with him and rewrote it. Each new director had his own ideas, and sometimes you'd gain something from that, but each time something's always lost in the process. So by the time it went in front of the cameras, a lot of the vision was lost.
2: Huh? I have to wonder, um, Like, this isn't the only movie we've covered, definitely, that has gone through production hell. Oh no, there have been others, yeah. So what prompts people to pick these kind of projects back up and do them?
1: Well, I mean, if you look at the short story, like it's a very cinematic kind of. Sure, I get it, but like 10 years seems like
2: an awfully long time. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm just curious, like, because this this is not the only instance of this happening. Yeah. There's all kinds of stories like this occurring, and I'm just wondering, like, what motivates people to fight for these kind of things and. I mean, we don't. We might not have the answer. I'm just curious, in all the research we've done, and all this yeah. other
1: stuff. Oh, well, we definitely don't have the answers. Yeah,
0: <laughs> no. um, And so, like
2: I said, I did read. It's more of a rhetorical question, but it, just, mm-hmm. it popped in my head, and I'm just curious, like how, why these people fight with these kind of things, and and, and yeah. how they go about, and things like mm-hmm. that, and
1: yeah, like and how they finally succeed. I guess. Sure. I mean, like Robo Apocalypse has been option for at least ten years now. I think. Yeah. So right. we may never see that. So it, it needs a champion, mm-hmm. and
0: uh, it needs a. a what is considered to be a good script because we've seen movies that were made that weren't that great. Mm-hmm. Um, but somebody thought it was great. Right. Cause you know, I find myself wondering when an editor cut this, did he think it was a good thing? Yeah. Hmm. Um. Or if me
2: wonder about a robot. It does. I thought that Harlan Ellison script was awesome.
0: Yeah. I would love to, see, <laughs> I would still love to see that produced, but in, uh, in Mr. Varley's book, the John Varley reader, it says that uh, there are vaults full of really, really well-made scripts mm-hmm. completely unproduced. Yeah. Yeah. So my thought is that there was, there was someone at that, production theater that was really passionate about it right. he was around he was working in hollywood for about 10 years i think that's during the time when a lot of his some of his other works were adapted i think right. there are four total hmm. um which yeah. were just added to our list because we're getting close to 300 on that list now nice um but yeah and then you know they have a director and a producer and stars they wanted all show up mm-hmm. at the same time and then boom you make it
2: so, yeah. what we need to do is have a Kickstarter production company and go dig all these things up and make them. Mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, the money. That'd be bad. Well, that's, well, that's, he that's the, Kickstarter the Kickstarter part. It's a Kickstarter
1: right? part. So, we just need like 50 million. <laughs> like, how
0: freaking cool would that be? <laughs> no, uh, can, Not Continuum. What am I thinking of? Uh, Chronicle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, was that a Kickstarter? It was a Kickstarter, but I don't think it was 50 million either. No,
1: that's true. Right. Yeah. I mean, Primer, $7,000. Oh,
0: yeah. 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 So, hmm. new Primer. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but we, yeah, well, that, we diverge. <laughs> no, it, no, that it was a cool discussion. I mean, it was, it it does really remind me of two thousand one, where there was some yep. parallel development going on there, mm-hmm. but not the same. I mean, there was in some ways. You can think about it like two thousand one has the the very kind almost an extreme kind of that development where where Kubrick was like, well, I'm doing these things. You can write whatever you, you want, you know, the, the the basic bones of it. But I'm going to tell my story this way, and and they end up diverging. I, I don't know if you'd say substantially, but in terms of the way the story is told, right. very different, right? Where I guess more, more I'm thinking of like the Lost World Jurassic Park, because after Crichton did Jurassic Park, mm. Spielberg's like, Hey, let's, uh, let's do another one let's of these. Yeah. Just on write this. whatever you want. I'm, and you know, somebody right. else, I think, wrote the screenplay mm-hmm. and it wasn't even ever based on the book that Crichton was writing. I think maybe no. they exchanged right. some notes, but, but yeah, yeah kind of, kind of parallel it's like development. A pick but,
2: and choose. Parts of the yeah. original book, for one thing. Yeah. Like like this one, and, it's like
1: like it started yeah. off parallel and then it kind of right. diverged and would come back a little bit when somebody else was on there. But ultimately, then, you know, yeah, it kind of gets mm. frayed a little bit. Yeah. Yep. Uh, now, Colin, you read the book. I read the book in the last three days. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> Colin did that for us. Um, James and I did
0: not. So
2: uh,
0: it, The book suffers from uh, the same kind of problems that contact did. Lots and lots of people get introduced because mm. in this kind of a, mm. of, a, of a, an accident investigation, there are lots of people. Yeah. Right. They don't tend to participate a lot in the plot, though. They're mm-hmm. just – there's kind of scene dressing. If you That's didn't right. know anything about them, it would be awkward. <laughs> mm. But there were a lot of names. There okay. were a lot of names. <laughs> um, there's a ton of character development for Louise because the way the book is told, it's really kind of cool. It's in recorded testimony from Bill Smith and Louise Baltimore oh, nice. trading off back and forth. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot like the movie Arrival – uh, the movie takes a different approach to telling the same story that the book does, because uh, it, it linearizes the story. Right? The, mm-hmm. the book starts off with right. Louise, and the movie starts off with Bill. Gotcha. So you do get a little bit different of experience there. There are things that are missing, probably just because there isn't time to put them all in there. Right.
1: Yeah, I think if you're if you're writing a novel, consciously wanting it to be a novel and not a novelization, there's going to be stuff in there right. that. that- isn't going to be in the screenplay.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, if you use the the Stephen King rule of you're shooting for 120 pages, mm-hmm. the the novel is 250, so st- stuff is going to get cut out. Yeah, naturally. It's interesting the evolution, though.
2: So yeah. I don't I don't know how wide
1: a release this got. Did you see it in theaters? Uh, no, but I saw it on VHS. Nice. So I think I remember like the, it's a cool movie cover. Actually, I really like it. I remember seeing it at the video store, but I. I thought it was a horror movie. It does look so, like a horror movie. Yeah, kind, it kind different. of does. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, looks like the cat's eye or something. You know, oh, <laughs> kind of. Uh-huh. It's the eye of Sauron. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's talk about the movie, um, and the the actual movie. You know, kind of. Right. I I asked Emily. She gave it a solid B, by the way, mostly for okay. the hair. Right. Mostly for the hair. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because Cheryl Ladd rocks a very very good David Bowie.
2: Yes. That hair was fantastic. Yeah.
1: That's future yeah. future Cheryl. Though. That's future Cheryl, yes. Yeah. Present time Cheryl has fabulously big and, and 80s way, hair.
2: way to go for Chris Christopherson to get to make out with the 35 five-year-old.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Who's actually 12, right? According to the book. Right. Yeah. <laughs> quite young. Yeah. If there's Awkward. a
2: grass in the field play ball, <laughs> you can cut that up. <laughs> oh, no. That, no, no,
1: no, no. Oh, boy. It wasn't me it just <laughs> that's what she said, <laughs> oh boy, I mean, it's getting hot in here.
0: Uh, so the book the movie mm-hmm. starts off with Bill Smith, mm-hmm. uh, an accident investigator who is going to Minnesota, not California, mm-hmm. to investigate an accident. and
1: well, it starts off with the actual
0: incident, right.
1: But it doesn't give right. you any of the context. And it starts it. with right.
2: – doesn't it start off with another incident? A different incident than in the – the,
1: Right, right. It, well, it starts here. off with a mid-air collision. Yeah. Right. Where, where some – Was that
2: a similar
0: incident than in the novel versus the short story? It, exactly. It's a 737 and a DC-10. Oh, okay. Although it happens right. in California instead of Minnesota. Minnesota, right. Mm. It's cheaper okay. to shoot in Minnesota. Probably. Right. <laughs> Especially if you do everything in Canada.
1: Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. I bet they didn't shoot it on location, <laughs> No. no. <laughs> Goes along with the whole Midwest theme. Right. Yeah. That's – I don't know. I feel like that's better than shooting in Canada and trying to dress it up like L.A. Oh. So, X-Files. <clears throat> <clears throat> and, I mean, and Bill's at the investigation. Am I at, this, this is too much
0: detail, isn't it? It's probably too much detail. Yeah. So, he uh, – sum, Summarize.
2: James, summarize. Yes. Sure. Okay. So <laughs> – so the movie starts out with the DC-10, hitting another plane, 747, right? Whatever. And they have a plane crash. And Bill's an NTSV investigator. He goes to investigate it. And we meet up with Liza? Louise? Louise. 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 Right. I like Liza better. But anyway. That was her name in the book, wasn't it? Liza. There's a hole in the bucket. Dear, dear Liza, Liza. Dear Liza. <laughs> <laughs> There's a hole in the airplane. Hey, dear. dear Liza. Meet up with Louise. And Liza. then... Uh, Rumpy pumpy happens and he goes to next day, he goes to investigate some stuff. And then we later find out that she was supposed to keep him from investigating that stuff to prevent a paradox from happening because right. paradoxes happen when you insert things and do other things. <laughs> what? What?
1: Yeah. I'm trying to think. I mean, I don't, I don't mind kind of it, the plot of the movie is not right. terribly deep. No. Um, because really. you, you have a, a bit of a, it's a bit of recursive right. stuff because you, yeah, it's object oriented, yeah, right? It's, Time travel, time travel is always recursive. Sure, yeah. sure. Time travel is always recursive, but it has a cool thing in it that I like in time travel stories. Sometimes, where you have yeah. characters encounter each other, right, and one of them thinks it's the second time that they've met, and the other one doesn't know the other person because she's going to visit him subjectively later for her, but earlier for him. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. That was the that was the one interesting thing about the movie, and I didn't catch it right away, and then you kind of spelled it out for Emily. Mm-hmm. Whereas the, the the first third of the movie was kind of from Bill's perspective.
1: Mm -hmm. But it was further in her future. Yeah, exactly.
2: And then the rest of it was from her perspective, because at the point where he goes back to start his next day investigation or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, that's when we meet her real self, I guess. Right. Right? Um, And then then from that point on, the story shifts to her perspective Mm -hmm. for the rest of the story, uh, essentially.
1: So. Rather than going through the rest of the plot, I want to talk about the paradoxes because because sure. this is a plot in the movie. It's Bill. No, is it Bill? Bill It is it's Bill. Bill. Yeah. yeah, he finds the stunner in, right. in the. He only finds in the part hang part of the stunner, though, right? The stunner, but not the he. But but he but just, was, isn't able to put the, the initiator. Stunner like the stunner without
2: the initiator. What the heck is it? It looked like uh, he stuck a stick of gum in there.
1: <laughs> oh no! It was the panel. It was the, the panel. panel. Yeah. Oh, he, he was looking to see if there was a battery. Did or something. he short
2: something? He or did. Something? He
1: totally he, like he, he's like I guess hmm, it this looks, looks like, he was
2: like sticking it in there and then it shorted and then stunned yeah, yeah, yeah. him. Yeah, but not paralyzed.
1: No, no, stunned. But it, I pictured it like <laughs> like Captain America in... Uh, the Avengers, when he's out there helping Tony fix the thing. And he's <laughs> yeah. like, you know, open up the panel. What do you see? It seems to run on some sort of electricity.
2: <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and, and,
1: you know, he looks at it and, and just immediately jams a piece of metal into the obvious right. circuitry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and it stuns him. Yeah. And then she, she shows up mm-hmm. and then she ends up back in the, in the future.
2: Right.
1: Um, yeah. But and she takes the stunner body but leaves the initiator.
2: I don't think the initiator was part of it at the moment. The initiator was found later in the wreckage, and that's what Bill had. And then later in the movie, it comes around full circle. He takes the initiator to the scientist guy who had the rest of it. Yeah, it, looked, sci- it looked like the whole thing to me. Yeah.
1: But yeah, well, w- mean, whatever. It, it, I mean, yeah. But anyhow, they end up back right. in the future, and and uh, Coventry tells her, look at this, you've created a paradox, you idiot. You know? right. it, well, she, <laughs> if you were going to bring any future tech... Back into the past, I mean, this is just, it's a thing that's going to happen. Right. But, so they have a minor time quake, right? What the, Whatever that means. Whatever that means. <laughs> but I'm looking at this, I'm like, okay, they they actually have the cockpit engine voice recorder for, mm-hmm. for the mid-air collision. Right. right. Fine. That, that, that's all fine. If, if, if it's that kind of situation where it's a mechanical failure or it's, you know, a air traffic control problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fine. If you don't mess with the cockpit crew, everything's Okay, right? It's going right. to proceed the way it was, because you're replacing all the bodies, so the weight is about the same, which shouldn't change anything of the dynamics of it. But really, a few pounds here or there, it could change the dynamics of it, you could have different right. people survive, right? So that's a problem that, that I have with it. <laughs> but the main problem that I have is the 1963 intervention, because they don't know what caused the crash, if they don't know what caused the crash, then they could change any number. Yeah, I of thought things. that was weird. And they when just kind of go, that. "Well, he evidently discharged his weapon in the cockpit." Right? Because was that cover? Cover tree was the dude in the wheelchair. Right? Yeah, yeah. And he was like, "Oh, that's what caused the crash." Yeah, <laughs> because I thought you knew this. <laughs> crucially, somebody's supposed to survive this thing, right? right? There's a kid on here who's supposed to survive the crash, and so if you change uh-huh. anything about. This kind of crash right. precipitated by an individual. There's no way that kid necessarily <laughs> survives. It could it could flip over. Different things could happen. So, yeah. like, if, to me, I'm like, if I wanted him to survive, I would have done something like they did in Travelers, right, where they protect him with a force field or something. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. interesting.
2: Well, that, that's the part that made no sense about the whole siloquy that that scientist professor dude had. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, if you go back in time, be very careful. I'm like, no,
1: yeah, you go back in time at all, you. It's different. Yeah. Could You're, you really take a rock out of the Grand Canyon or a yeah, cup exactly. of ocean from the
2: cup of ocean water from the Pacific? Nope. You'd have to be in,
0: in like an alternate reality for
2: that not to affect your current reality. Yeah. So,
0: the the book handles it better because they only go to plane they only go to planes that are gonna have no survivors. Right. Right. So that that that's handled better in the yeah. book. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I get it, I liked I, I did like the little plot twist that it ended up being Bill that had survived the earlier one. I kinda yeah, I, I kinda dug that. I didn't see it coming. It was cute.
0: Yeah. Yeah, in so, so it's cute. <laughs> in in the book, it turns out that uh the doc one of the the doctor has a daughter and she was on the flight mm. and he had been searching oh, for her um mm. and then finding all these weird anachronisms happening in plane accidents all over the United States and mm. so he's been tracking this down um he says that you know I have one of the stunners and so you will take me to the future. Mm. And so it's played very differently it's played a whole lot better in fact it it's played so well that the book gets nominated for the locus the hugo and the next year for the Philip K Dick awards really wow yeah That's interesting. and so there was incredible potential
1: i think meanwhile the movie has an 11% on Rotten Tomatoes <gasps> right yeah it just it just didn't <laughs> i I feel like that's way under, underrating it. I, I thought it was a ton of fun. Yeah, I didn't think it was so, that bad. Gosh. Now, now if I watched it in 1989, maybe I wouldn't have liked it, but I do kind of like 1980, you know, late, yeah. late eighties, early nineties kitsch, right. you know, the, yeah. the kind of cheesiness of yeah. them. I can watch that and go, yeah, okay. I like that. It takes me back. So I'm not totally objective about it, but right. I thought, I thought it's better than 11%. So.
2: Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Not that bad.
0: Just the paradox things were, were stupid.
2: I don't know. It. Movies don't handle time travel very well.
0: Well, then no, the paradox definitely. of her trying to stop him from going
1: into the hangar That's the other where point. she had already met him. She would mm-hmm. have explicitly created a paradox doing that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. At least, at, at least a personal paradox. You'd think it would have had some serious consequences for her. Yeah. Well, the the snatch
0: teams are trained from the get go. Like when when the lady in in the movie lowers the gun and she takes the bullet, mm-hmm. she does that on purpose. Right. Because mm-hmm. the human race is dying; they mm-hmm. have no other choice but to bring these people, um, you know, to right. the future right. to replenish yeah. them. They were gonna die anyway. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Yeah, it reminds me a little of A uh, Sound of Thunder, right? Where you're going back and hunting a a, a thing that that would have died mm-hmm. on yeah. its own right. in some way. Right. Uh, another cool thing about the
0: book. Sorry. I haven't liked the book more yeah, than the movie. That's okay. <laughs> uh, every chapter title is the name of a science fiction story or book that has time travel in it.
1: Oh, nice. And oh, I want to cool. say it's
0: chapter two or three is All You Zombies.
1: Oh, cool. <laughs> and when,
0: when Louise is doing a snatch, nice. she yells at her snatch team, Hey, all you zombies, let's get going. And I'm, I'm loving it, right? I'm just... That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I would recommend, you know, I, I borrowed the book from the library. You guys are welcome to borrow it from me and read it. It's a good read. <laughs> It's a better story. Yes. I
1: should totally read it on my on my flight in a week. Yeah. What are you reading? Airplane accident story. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I really enjoyed the uh, Sherman, the the snarky <laughs> robot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he did remind me of the robot from Ah, uh, oh, damn it, Hitchhiker's Guide. Yes, thank a- you. Except without de- the depression. Yes. So he had the, the cheerful right, snark. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the my the favorite. Uh, Snarky robot thing, and it'll probably end up in the bloopers because I said it earlier, right? Where, (laughs) where essentially he's sending her back to distract Bill and keep him from going to the hangar, and and so he's like, well, basically, you know, you're you're going to have to sleep with him, more or less, was the subtext, and she's like, well, you know, how do how do I how do I attract his attention? He's like, wiggle your behind or drop your hanky, wiggle your behind. You're the woman; you (laughs) figure it out. That's
2: hilarious. It was good.
1: Yep. So this was the other thing about, about um, something like the hijacker thing, right? You'd think at some point in the flight recorder logs, there would be some, there would be something in there. Maybe the black box wasn't found. Maybe they knew that. I mean, I guess you could retcon it because otherwise, if if it, that's not the case, then you would have differences in the recording, mm-hmm. which would be differences in the investigation. Which well, would do be you know? It all gets changes. recorded by the black box. Well, there's a f- cockpit voice recorder. Uh-huh. That's in, one. Of, that's one of the black boxes in in sixty five. In sixty three, that's a good question, actually. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's why I'm asking. Huh. You make it sound like you know. That's why I'm asking. I was thinking in in more in present day, but um, I am challenging you.
0: See, this is something else that the book does better. Yeah. So going into a lot of the accidents, they have the recording, mm-hmm. and if there's ever a, a time where they think they've changed yeah, think things, that think that would. then what they do is they uh, they they take over the crew, yeah, and then they play the recording right. to be recorded by the recorder. Yeah. And so there's oh, never anything else. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that's fun. Well, that's what I thought was stupid about the movie is They didn't know that the hijacker was there. I mean, they have the whole time television thing. They can go back and see what's going on. Yeah. How they not know the hijackers there.
0: What, what was the name of the uh, temporal interference? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it could have been temporal interference. Uh, it could have been, they had bad yeah, records. maybe. And like, I, I, I think that by having a survivor, although it was cute that it was bill, I would have that's sworn right. it was the doctor. That Made more sense to me because that's how he would have gotten the stunner. Um, that would seem more
2: like his obsession, too. yeah.
0: Right, yeah. You know, why did I live and what is this? Although, thing your daughter
2: thing seems uh, makes
0: a good obsession, too. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Sorry, I'm reading the Wikipedia entry for flight recorders. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'm curious from my own perspective as a flight passenger. I was like, do they actually record me talking on the plane?
1: <laughs> oh, they might, they probably well, have in, ambient recording. No it now yeah, in, in the, about the it, cockpit, I never definitely. thought about it, right? They, they, they definitely record, sure, yeah, yeah. because and and some of that they have you know if it, if there's interactions with the tower they have it there as well but right
0: well and you got to believe that especially nowadays there's probably also video recordings of yeah. the cabin uh, mm-hmm. yeah yeah so. so my knowledge of uh the John Varley reader and uh-huh. the story of how the move the book was adapted into a movie right. short story was adapted into a movie came from John Varley himself Shit. so i realized that i hadn't done the research Dang. that i've done in the past and i found out that john varley lives in vancouver washington no kidding so i went to his website and i dropped him a contact huh. email and i said hey my friends and i have this small podcast we're doing this adaptation of air raid is there a story about the adaptation you would wait, share Wait, 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 small podcast come on we're international baby it, we mm-hmm. two continents <laughs> three <laughs> three. <laughs> three we've got australia yeah yeah, yeah. and what else UK. Europe. UK. At, at least Phil listens. UK's <laughs> in Europe. <laughs> that counts. Okay, three contents. Getting better every time we talk. Um, and if he would share a story with us about the adaptation that we could then turn around and share with our podcast listeners. Mm-hmm. And he, he wrote me back the very next morning, which I really appreciate. Oh, and he wow. said, there's uh, – here, I'll read the email.
1: That's probably better Colin than to Colin told what he likes to call the Piers Anthony gambit. Yeah, that's awesome. Which is out to another.
0: This is really cool. Yeah. I got to do that more often because it, it seems to work fairly well. Uh, yeah, Hi, Colin. Yeah. Especially
1: a, a Northwest author, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Although Piers Anthony was in Florida.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, on vacation. So uh, what, what? What do you say? Uh, Hi, Colin. There's an extensive story
0: about how that happened in my collection, the John Varley Reader. So he's like, show me the money. <laughs> well, yeah. So I thought about it because you know the reader is uh, twenty one dollars as a notebook, uh, but it has two more, at least two more stories that were adapted. Hmm. So wait, know, so that's covered. all he said, literally. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was
2: expecting a whole lot more based on what you just said I'm
0: sorry well he basically said it's over here
1: in this book go read it there because he wouldn't have reproduced it yeah
0: exactly well what he was
1: saying show me the money (laughs) I I, you had told me this the other day I was I was seriously expecting that you were going to read something additional to the one sentence (laughs) I I read that was a long intro for one sentence (laughs) That's all I'm saying. The, the
0: eight-page introduction to the air raid short story is—I've been talking about it all throughout the podcast. Okay,
1: gotcha. About Natalie Wood and brainstorm okay. and the serial development and—and and you found some stuff in the John Viley reader, like on Google Books or sample from um, Nook Store or something. No, I bought a copy. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you did show him the money. I did, and yeah. I think it's going to be well worth it. Okay. You should email him back and say, yeah, look, I bought I bought your darn book. Now, can you give me a better quote? <laughs> no, I wrote him back and I said, hey, you know, I always can use a good excuse
0: for buying another good book to read.
1: Nice. <laughs> That's all right. right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I needed that. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I think we're about wrapped here. Yeah, I was totally
2: expecting way more than the one sentence email. I'm sorry. <laughs> your intro was... Fantastic! <laughs> all right.
0: He told me everything I needed to know. What that, more? That's true. That's mm-hmm. I give you that. Yeah,
2: yep, that is true. Yep. <laughs> yep. You're gonna have a lot of editing <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I'm keeping all that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and now now he'll listen to the podcast because I mentioned it, and yeah. he'll hear you guys ripping on him about money, and then we're screwed. <laughs> you bought the book. <laughs> I mean,
2: yeah, no, we're not I, I'm, I'm not.
0: Se- I'm not criticizing him.
2: Yeah. So, no, I
0: don't know. think he yeah, I don't think he Good said thing. here, you know, show me the money. I think he just said, "Hey, you could I could either manually reproduce this thing that's 8 or 10 pages long off the top of yeah. my head or you can go read it."
1: Right. Yeah. yeah no, that no. that's true. No, more power to him. And yeah. you know, I enjoyed the story and you enjoyed the book. So. Yeah. So. No, we're right. we're pro John Varley. So, not ripping on him.
2: Yeah. No, no. Yeah. No. We're not ripping on him at all. It's just I can't quite explain it, but your yeah. intro and that
1: email is just gold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like like, <laughs> like you're unfolding a speech or something. You unfold it all the way. It's like folded 16 times. And then you're like, thank you. And then fold it back up. Uh, well,
0: having, having written some of those emails and gotten no response, I really appreciated that I got a response. And I, I got it back faster than <laughs> yeah. you, you got no, the, the movie from the Hillsborough fast- Library fantastic. system.
1: True. Yeah, I'm still waiting to get my library from, from <laughs> right. banks all the way down to Hillsborough. <laughs> yes. So I don't know what's going on there. Yeah,
2: no, the fact that emailed you back is awesome. That's Fantastic. That is cool. That's
1: cool. So one thing we should mention before we before we wrap up here is, uh, like, it's not widely available to watch. You can get the Shout Factory DVD, right. but but like it's not available on Amazon. It's not available on Vudu. So not available on YouTube. Yeah. Just happened that our library had two copies of it. Yes, <laughs> I tried to get one sent to me from nine Thanks miles Oregon. down the road. Yeah. You know, uh, which has taken at this point four days. And then Colin drove over to Beaverton to. I guess it's Portland, actually. Cedar Mill is Portland, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. To pick it up. So, cool. Uh, Anything else we want to say? We should rank them at some point. We should rank them. Okay. James? Mm.
2: That's a hard one, actually. I I really enjoyed the hair in the movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I might have to go, yeah, I'll go short story movie.
0: All right. Go on. Uh, I'm going to go novel movie short story. Okay. Wow. Interesting. So you like the expanded story? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, I thought, I
1: think it tells the same, almost the same story as the movie, but it does it better.
2: I was disappointed but, with the lack of reverse
1: gating. But you're saying that you liked the movie better than the short story, too. Just you like the expanded story? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, the, the the short story is a great short story.
0: Okay. Um, and I, I think the movie brings a lot more to it. There's a lot more story there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, and I, I mean, and hair. I, I tend to agree. I think I'm going to go. <laughs> um, actually, you know, I, I do feel like the expanded stuff out in the movie I did like. And and so I'm going to say movie short story, but I liked them both. So mm-hmm. it's right. not it's not like one of those yeah, cases where yeah. it's where it's a
0: runaway.
2: They'd be so. close or even, I think in my opinion. Yeah.
1: When there's so much added to like,
0: you know, mm-hmm. we said the 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 short story is about 12 minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. you add so much to it, it's
1: almost not a fair comparison. Yeah. Well, I right. you know, I thought the movie had pretty good performances in it. I loved <laughs> the yeah. where where uh Louise has to drive. <laughs> <laughs> like Chris Christopherson look yeah, looks was pretty... genuinely scared for his life. <laughs> yes. Oh, and the the other thing was the the future <laughs> flicking of the cigarettes, oh, right. <laughs> where, where you flick the cigarette yeah. and some and, and like some laser sniper snipes yep, it before it hits right. the ground. Yeah, yes. That was hilarious. And then she does it in the, in the restaurant because <laughs> I think she used an ashtray at some point, and either you or Emily said, "Wait, how'd
2: she know to use an ashtray? She used the ashtray in the hotel room. That's right. Yeah. 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 After she had flicked it, and the thing I thought was oh. interesting about flicking it is like. There was no reaction to that outside of them, too. Right. I would have expected in the restaurant there'd be something.
1: Right. Well, that's what he said. Right. She's. She's like. Uh, yeah. Do you think it hit someone? Like, where, where Where do you think it go? Where do you think it went? And he's like, Well, just listen for somebody to scream, and that's probably where it is. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so yeah, I I, I really enjoyed. It. I thought Cheryl Ladd was really yeah. good. I thought I thought Chris Christopherson was really good, and I particularly enjoyed in the, the 1963 uh, extraction. That mm-hmm. I, I liked how, like, practiced and competent she was at what she was doing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I I, th- I thought that looked really, really cool. Like, this looks like somebody who's done this before. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, uh, we ranked them. So next we'll pick up Damnation Alley. Yes. Which is also, is not available at our library, unfortunately. No. So, but it is available on Amazon and Voodoo and those kind of places. Okay. So, so we'll, we'll rent it that way. And then we'll only have one left, I think. What's after so, that? The Illustrated Man. Right. Yeah. So we'll have to get together
0: with Phil and Mm -hmm. then say, how should we handle this? Yes.
2: All right. Right on.
1: You want to leave us with a millennial pavement pounder blessing? I will do that. And uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can feedback at pavementpodcast.com or follow us on Twitter at pavementpodcast or look us up on Facebook. Talk to us that way. That'd be cool. And until next time, we'll leave you with the millennium pavement pounders blessing. Uh, May the road rise up to meet you. And remember, do not combine the stunner and an initiator because that spells paradox. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it would be bad. Right. <laughs> like from Ghostbusters. <laughs> cool. Bad. All right, it's too hot in here. Let's get out of here. Yeah. All right. Bye. All right. Well, drop your hanky, wiggle your behind, <laughs> because it's time
0: to do this thing. <laughs> it's time to podcast.
1: <laughs> well, we probably should be
0: too lucky because your window's open.
1: Yeah. Plus, plus, it'll <laughs> clip. <laughs> I'm just worried about the audio quality.
2: (laughs) This has made me wonder what your favorite time travel movie is now. Ooh, good question.
1: I I could go. No, I couldn't even. I couldn't rank them because I mean, Back to the Future, obviously. Just pick one. Yeah, Uh, Back to to the Future. I like. I like Edge of Tomorrow a lot. And Predestination was good. Predestination
0: was really good. True. Timeline. No. I was saying, it's, Time Cop. It's fine. Oh, time man. Cop time was a Cop's my great movie. movie. It's fabulously.
2: Count. Oh man,
1: <laughs> I used yeah. to watch that movie all the time. As a game. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Any favorite favorite time travel movies for you?
0: I'm trying to think of something like really esoteric that I enjoy watching, but <laughs> I think you named all the, the the really good ones.
1: Yeah,
0: did I? Yep, I did. I did yeah. all. Yeah. Sorry. Well, you, missed, you
2: missed Time Cop, but I got you. Okay. I got you yes. <laughs> Good looking out. <laughs>